0: I get my nom, nom, nom on with my top chicks, and we will eat on, eat on the weekly day.
1: To the second helpings edition of the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen and I am in Extapa and Zihuantanejo, Mexico. I am in a house with my aunt and uncle and my niece and my husband, and we have done a lot of interesting eating because uh, the house that we rent comes with a woman who is a local chef. Um, she cooks. In our kitchen every day. Um, she cooks us either breakfast or lunch, and she's a very traditional cook and a very good cook. So we've had the opportunity to eat lots of neat things here. I've got to talk with her about some of the things that she's preparing. I also did a cooking class. Um, it is the cooking school at Patio Mexica in Zihuatanejo. Um, you can find the information about the cooking class I took at www.patio.com. Mexico, M-E-X-I-C-A dot com. So if you're ever down here, I would highly recommend it. It is the second time that I've done the cooking class. Um, Basically, what you do is you start out and you gather, and then you go to the farmer's market or the market um, in Ciwatanejo, and you go through the different shops and the different stalls, and she talks with you about the different things that you're going to be eating. Um, she introduces you to some of the local products. In this particular case, um, we saw, uh, we were at the Campesino Mercado Municipal Market, and she took us to the local honey vendors. She had us try some Mexican coffee. They talked with us about Mexican chocolate and um, really just talked with us about how there are differences in um, some of the foods that we might see in the United States. For instance, uh, the cocoa uh, that they have here, they mix with sugar and cinnamon. And so the texture of like their chocolate bar or when you get a Mexican hot chocolate, it can be a little bit more granular because there's more uh, sugar in it. Um, In any case, we walked around the market, you see lots of the fish uh, things like watinango, which is red snapper, shrimp. Um, they did have some crabs, tuna, um, marlin, uh, swordfish are all fish that you would see in the market here. Uh, they also have pollo, which is chicken. And they put the chickens, when they're defeathering them, in a bucket that the water is colored um, by... Uh tamarind. And so the chickens here have kind of a yellow color. And when we were going through the market, I thought maybe the reason they were more yellow was because they had wiped something on them to keep flies off. But it really is just a preference. They don't like the white meat. They don't think it looks as appetizing to the shoppers. So they color them more of an orangey yellow color. Um, so we walked through the market. I did buy some uh, coffee I bought a pound of coffee that was equivalent of $2.50. Another interesting thing here is, of course, they have coconuts. And they don't use the coconut oil for cooking in Mexico. They traditionally use it only for beauty products. So things like lotions and um, things that you would put on your face, oils, Uh, So that was pretty interesting. They also obviously have the coconut water, coconut meat. Um, So we went through the market, and then we ended up back at um, Monica's house is the name of the woman who gave the cooking class, and her and her son uh, led the class. When we sat down, there was a mortar and pestle in front of us, and she had already prepared roasted tomatillos, roasted onions, roasted jalapeno. And we mortar and pestled our own salsas. Um, From there, we made what's called a Napoli salad, which is a cactus paddle. And the cactus paddles have little thorns on them, and they uh, wipe them off or scrape them off with a knife. And then they cut the cactus, and then they boil it because cactus has that um, sort of jelly inside it, almost like the okra would have. So they boil it to get that out, and then they chopped it up, and she mixed it with onions and arbol chilies and salt. And it was super delicious. Um, so that was one of the dishes that we made. We also made uh, traditional beans. She was saying that every Mexican table traditionally would have beans and rice. Um, the reason being is you can always invite more people over. She said if someone shows up with more guests, you just add more water to the beans. Um, we made Peruvian beans, which were... Kind of similar to like a pinto bean. Um, She had some tomato added to that, garlic, epizote, which is a dried spice that you can find at home. Um, Here they have it fresh. Uh, She put chorizo in and just cooked up the beans until it was like a soupy consistency. Um, We also made a um, soup. And the soup that we made was probably my favorite thing. It looked really simple from the outset, but it was squash, kind of like a squash that I've only seen here, but kind of like a combination yellow squash and a zucchini squash. And also she used the squash blossoms, which she thought really flavored um, the soup. And she kind of made it in layers. um, So that was really interesting. And the soup was delicious when the soup was done she served it with a side of sour cream and a little bit of cheese. Um, in the market, we got to talk about the cheeses. There's like what they called the Oaxacan cheese, which was a Mexican cheese that was similar to like string cheese at home, but that they also had like a cream cheese or creamier cheese, almost like a goat cheese, but it was made from cow. And then they had another type of cheese that was like a feta. They did mention that they don't use goat's cheese here in this region, that they only use cheese made from cows. So, so that was pretty interesting.
0: I get my nom, nom, nom on with my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly day.
1: You are listening to the second helpings edition of The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen and I am in Xtapa and Zihuantanejo, Mexico. I am in a house with my aunt and uncle and my niece and my husband. And we have done a lot of interesting eating because uh, the house that we rent comes with a woman who is a local chef. Um, she cooks in our kitchen every day. Um, she cooks us either breakfast or lunch, and she's a very traditional cook and a very good cook. So we've had the opportunity to eat lots of neat things here. I've got to talk with her about some of the things that she's preparing. I also did a cooking class. Um, it is the cooking school at Patio Mexica in Zihuatanejo, Um, You can find the information about the cooking class I took at www.patiomexica.com. So if you're ever down here, I would highly recommend it. It is the second time that I've done the cooking class. Um, Basically, what you do is you start out and you gather, and then you go to the farmer's market or the market um, in Ciwatanejo, and you... Go through the different shops and the different stalls, and she talks with you about the different things that you're going to be eating. Um, she introduces you to some of the local products. In this particular case, um, we saw, uh, we were at the Campesino Mercado Municipal Market, and she took us to the local honey vendors. She had us try some Mexican coffee. They talked with us about Mexican chocolate. And um, really just talked with us about how there are differences in um, some of the foods that we might see in the United States. For instance, uh, the cocoa uh, that they have here, they mix with sugar and cinnamon. And so the texture of like their chocolate bar or when you get a Mexican hot chocolate, it can be a little bit more granular because there's more uh, sugar in it. Um, in any case, we walked around the market. You see lots of the fish, uh, things like watinango, which is red snapper, shrimp. Um, they did have some crabs, tuna, um, marlin, uh, swordfish are all fish that you would see in the market here. Uh, they also have pollo, which is chicken, and they... Put the chickens, when they're defeathering them, in a bucket that the water is colored um, by a tamarind. And so the chickens here have kind of a yellow color. And when we were going through the market, I thought maybe the reason they were more yellow was because they had wiped something on them to keep flies off. But it really is just a preference. They don't like the white meat. They don't think it looks as appetizing to the shoppers. So they color them more of an orangey-yellow color. Um so we walked through the market. I did buy some uh coffee. I bought a pound of coffee that was equivalent of $2.50. Um another interesting thing here is of course they have coconuts and <clears throat> they don't use the coconut oil for cooking in Mexico. They traditionally use it only for beauty products, so things like lotions and um things that you would put on your face oils. Uh, So that was pretty interesting. They also obviously have the coconut water, coconut meat. Um, So we went through the market and then we ended up back at um, Monica's house is the name of the woman who gave the cooking class. And her and her son uh, led the class. When we sat down, there was a mortar and pestle in front of us and she had already prepared roasted tomatillos, roasted onions, roasted jalapeno, And we mortar and pestled our own salsas. Um, From there, we made what's called a Napoli salad, which is a cactus paddle. And the cactus paddles have little thorns on them, and they uh, wipe them off or scrape them off with a knife. And then they cut the cactus, and then they boil it because cactus has that um, sort of jelly inside it, almost like the okra would have. So they boil it to get that out, and then they chopped it up, and she mixed it with onions and arbol chilies and salt. And it was super delicious. Um, so that was one of the dishes that we made. We also made uh, traditional beans. She was saying that every Mexican table traditionally would have beans and rice. Um, the reason being is you can always invite more people over. She said if someone shows up with more guests, you just add more water to the beans. Um, we made Peruvian beans, which were kind of similar to like a pinto bean. Um, She had some tomato added to that, garlic, epizote, which is a dried spice that you can find at home. Um, Here they have it fresh. Uh, She put chorizo in and just cooked up the beans until it was like a soupy consistency. Um, We also made a um, soup. And the soup that we made was probably my favorite thing. It looked really simple from the outset, but it was squash, kind of like a squash that I've only seen here, but kind of like a combination yellow squash and a zucchini squash. And also she used the squash blossoms, which she thought really flavored um, the soup. And she kind of made it in layers. um, So that was really interesting. And the soup was delicious when the soup was done She served it with a side of sour cream and a little bit of cheese. Um, In the market, we got to talk about the cheeses. There's like what they called the Oaxacan cheese, which was a Mexican cheese that was similar to like string cheese at home. But they also had like a cream cheese or creamier cheese, almost like a goat cheese, but it was made from cow. And then they had another type of cheese that was like a feta. They did mention that they don't use goat's cheese here in this region, that they only use cheese made from cows. So so that was pretty interesting. And that was the cooking class. You know, we made those three dishes. We walked around the market, and it was super fun. Oh, and we also made tortillas. Now, at home, I'm always trying to figure out how to make tortillas like they make them in Mexico, because I never can. And many of the recipes that I've read call for masa, some call for lard, salt. Here, they literally reconstitute dried corn, and then they grind it in a grinder. So it makes, like, this kind of wet paste. And then they just add water to it and lime the mineral lime. Um, I don't even know if we can buy the mineral lime at home. The masa dough or the masa flour that you buy has it all mixed in already, but I feel like the texture is different. They didn't use lard and it was really like a play-doh almost. So when I go home and try to replicate it, I'll be thinking about that consistency. In any case, she was showing us how you make the ball And then you flatten out the ball to make a pancake just a little bit. And if the edges of the ball crack when you're flattening it, you need to start over. Because she said as you continue to pat the tortilla, it won't hold its shape. So um, then she patted the tortilla with the balls of her, the fat kind of balls of her hand. And she left sort of the middle part of the tortilla almost like a rounded mound until she got to the very end. And then she patted that down. So that was how she made tortillas, and it was pretty interesting to watch her. And then they just put them on a skillet and really warmed them up um, and just cooked them. So that was pretty fun. And then just some of the dishes we've had from Socorro, the cook here, has been really amazing. Um, She's made a lot of gelatin desserts. So one day she made like a coconut flan with a caramel sauce that was delicious with fresh coconut. Another day she made... A, almost like a jello mold with um, cocktail uh, fruit, like the old-fashioned kind you'd have in the 50s. And then the custard was a white custard. Um, then there were shredded carrots in it and raisins. That one wasn't my favorite dessert, but it was very interesting. Um, she made a key lime pie that was very delicious. Every morning she makes a, a fresh fruit, And then she makes agua frescas, and they have different types of fruit here. She made one that was really delicious with star fruit. She just blended it up in the blender. Then she added about eight tablespoons of sugar. And then she pressed it through a strainer and added water to it, and it was delicious. Um, I had it in the morning, and then, to be honest, I had a little bit with rum later on in the day. She's also made um, orange juice. She's made watermelon water. Um, Today she made a tamarind water where she boiled the tamarind pods and then let them soak and then took the juice from that and mixed it with water and sugar, and that was really good. Um, Just so much good food. She's made sopes, which are like a tortilla cake, and served that with beans and rice. We've had fish twice. One day we had Marlin, and she made a caper olive lemon um, lime sauce. We've had rice. We have had um, just delicious cakes. Uh, She made a delicious cake one day. And every day she's made like a soup almost to start. And you'd be surprised because they don't have a lot of dairy here. So she's using uh, evaporated milk as the um, cream for the soup. So doing things like roasting broccoli, reconstituting mushrooms, and then mixing it with the evaporated milk. And then she said butter is kind of what holds it all together Um, Every day there's a super delicious fresh salad and I can honestly say I've gained at least five pounds just in a week from eating and I have one more week left to go. The food has been delicious. Um, I always love Mexico. I love traditional Mexican food. We've gone out to some really nice dinners. Uh, Last night we went to a place that's very popular here. It's five stars on TripAdvisor, which is actually quite a lot, called Amuleto. It's a three-course pre-fee meal. I started with a beet salad that had uh, roasted beets and pistachios and kind of a, a whipped cheese. And then the second course was a scallop aguacilli. Um And then the third course was a lobster with fettuccine in kind of a creamy, almost like mushroomy sauce. It was very delicious. And then for dessert, there was a uh, kind of a cinnamon brownie. And then there was a homemade like matcha ice cream that was really good. We've had lots of great margaritas, lots of different salsas, lots of chips. There is street food here. Um, It's not in a a truck. It's usually underneath a tent. And the women come out, and they have different types of guisado, which are uh, prepared Mexican meats, lots of different salsas. And then they're either rolling it up in tortillas and making burritos, or they're just serving it and then giving them a pack of tortillas on the side. Um, so that is what is on deck for week one of Mexican eating. Um, next week we will be having, uh, four lunches, two breakfasts, and then I think we're going to cook a little bit. Um, Kurt and I are getting anxious to get into the market again and buy some things and try cooking on our own. So we will see how that goes. I will report back. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weekly Dish Second Helpings. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Have a great week.